Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and you've guessed it, this is where we talk about money. And it is my mission to empower you, to help you make the best financial decisions possible. Why? Because money is a tool, life is for living. Let's go. All right. Yes, 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 guys. Welcome back to the second episode of the podcast this year. Um, As you know, we were talking about goals last week. And look, we're at the beginning of the year. I'm a firm believer that you need to start off the year as you mean to go on. And I mentioned in that episode that 44% of people, according to a piece of research, want to save money in 2021. So I have got a guest on who is probably the king of being able to give people practical tips on how to save money. I mean, practically on the high street with your bank, you you just name it, he knows it. So he's going to be on the episode today to give you some really useful tips to empower you through the rest of this year. So if you are in the gym, in the car, listen to this, come back when you get home, make some notes and take these tips really, really seriously because they are definitely going to help you. But Andy Webb, welcome to the show. Andy, um, host, why don't you, you don't, you just tell them what you do and you do yeah. so many things. I, oh God, I do, don't I? It's, it's exhausting sometimes. But yeah, well, yeah, Peter, thank you so much for, for bringing me on the podcast. Yeah, so um, I'm Andy Webb. I've been blogging for about, what year? It's 2021 now, isn't it? So it's yep. going to be eight. Oh, I've lost count. I don't know how many years it is. Seven, eight years I've been blogging over at BeCleverWithYourCash.com, which is one of the biggest kind of personal finance, money-saving blogs in the UK. Uh, And I've also got a podcast, which you've been on last year, which is called Cash Chat. So so do check that out. And like you as well, I've got a YouTube channel, but uh, nowhere near the amazing figures that you've been sort of showing over the last few months. But it's really good fun. They're all really good ways to kind of just talk about the thing that I am very, very passionate about. And that is money but a big part of that is, is saving money I, I i love doing it i love it so it's it's great that this what was my hobby is now my full-time job so you're i need to ask you this andy because your journey to what you do right now isn't the, the traditional journey it's it's quite a unique story so why don't you just tell us a bit more about how you actually came to actually do this now from where you were yeah, it's interesting because a lot of the other people, the other money bloggers that you know that we we you and I know and we talk to them on a regular basis, they've often come from like a personal experience where they've had a lot of debt mm-hmm. and they've had to work their way out of it. And through that, they've learned these things. They want to pass it on. I'm the opposite of that. I've always been very, very good with money. I think a lot of that comes from my mum and my dad just kind of generally instilling that kind of sense of value in me that kind of consumer rights kind of things that you know I always used to watch watchdog on the telly when I was growing up yeah um so that was something that's always been important to me but I never kind of saw it as a, a career route as something you, you really could go into in fact when I left uni I, I was lucky to go straight into a job at the BBC on one of their grad schemes so I spent about 10 11 years at the Beeb uh making programs like the culture show and football focus and the money program um and then a bit of a stint in management. But it's one of those things, even though I'd always wanted to do it, it didn't really give me that satisfaction. It mm-hmm. didn't really, I couldn't see myself doing this 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the line. You know, there was some cool things about it, but it wasn't for me. So when I came to this point where um, I was able to take voluntary redundancy, actually, so I had a nice bit of a cash buffer to support me. I was thinking about well, what, what do I care about? What am I passionate about? And my wife pointed out to me, that money-saving side, that <laughs> element of helping everyone with their finances, that was something that I was really passionate about. And again, it had the added element. I was, you know, 
making a difference by helping people. So I started looking into how I possibly could do something around that, but I never expected to be where I am now. Um, first of all, I did a, an internship with Money Saving Expert. Everyone knows MSE, you know, does mm-hmm. fantastic work. And I was there for, for three months um, as a, like a 32, 33-year-old intern when all the other interns were 21. It's yeah. a very different experience, both for me and also for the organization, because you know it's a different skill set, but also different um, things you want to achieve from that placement. But by going there, I realized that this could be something. You know, that there was a way to transfer this passion, this hobby into a potential career. So I moved from there, started working on my own stuff a little bit. But obviously, when you're starting from scratch, I never intended, you know, to, to earn income straight away. I was looking for something else. So I went to the money, um, the money advice service mm-hmm. and I ran their blog for about four years. So I was doing the same kind of content, but doing it from a sort of much more sort of a broader area, but also it really helped me learn about some of those other areas, the non-consumer parts where I, you know, just did anyway out of, out of hobbies. Uh, this sort of gave me a much more greater sense in sort of the, the debt world or the pension world. Mm-hmm. Like that. So did that, um, slowly brought down my full-time hours to eventually I was just two days a week, um, essentially one foot out of the door, waiting for that opportunity to, to go, you know, much more into my own stuff. Um, and then this Channel 5 series came along called Shop Smart, Save Money, which was a brilliant experience. I did that for a year. We did about 20 episodes, which was, wow. which was really great. Uh, and that gave me that opportunity to then go the last 18 months. I've been you know, full-time, five days a week. Well, you know what it's like when you're, you're self-employed. It's never five days a week, six yeah. days a week, seven <laughs> days a week, whatever it is. Hours all over the shop. But I'm doing that thing which I grew up just doing naturally, enjoying doing. I now do every single day and, it, and it's fantastic. And you have amazing traffic coming through the blog. I mean, I think you're saying you get, you know, over a million people to the, to the blog every single year. Yeah. And it's growing and growing. And, uh, you know, 2020 was, you know, a worrying year for anyone, whatever you were doing, I think you would worry about it. And figures did drop in that kind of March, April, May spell because people were looking for different things. Mm-hmm. Actually, 2010, 2020 ended up being my biggest ever year. And I think it's something like 1.6 million wow. views to the blog over, over those 12 months, which is, I mean, it's amazing. If, if you think about, I don't know if everyone's going to save money every single time, but if you say everyone's just earning, saving you know, a, a quid when they view one of those pages, and sometimes you're going to be saving 50 quid, 100 quid, 200, whatever it is. I mean, that's, you know, 1.6, 1.7 million pounds saved in a year. Yeah. Um, and over the course of the duration of the blog, I'm over, I think just before Christmas, we hit 7 million. Wow. And how, was the, how long has it been going for, the blog? So I started in 2014. So this year in February is going to be seven years. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, and I can, still can't believe it that I can do this full time. You know, this can be what I do every single day, but it takes hard work. Yeah. You know, luck comes into it, but you've got to work hard. You, you know, I, I know lots of people think, oh, fantastic. I'll be a blogger. I'll be a YouTuber or whatever it is. Sometimes someone will just have that moment and they're, they're the time it right and they take off. But for everyone who does well, there's 10 who don't. So it, it takes a lot of work, but yeah. yeah, I'm glad I did it. I always say it's dedication and it's consistency more than anything else. And that, and hopefully a sense of purpose that gets you through. Um, and really just battling through all of the hard times that come along with it as well. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. perseverance. 
So, right, let's get on to what you do best then. So, and I hope that for everybody listening, that pre-qualifies Andy for all of the tips that he's about to give you. The fact that the blog is absolutely massive. And this is actually what he good what he's good at. And I, you know, I like to think that I'm really, really good with money, but when it comes to actually going out and actually finding specific ways to save money, that's not really my area of expertise. I'm caught my more of an investment type guy and I can go into the rabbit holes of pensions and investments and all that kind of stuff. So what would you say would be your top tips right now for the new year for people looking to save money? I think you've got to look at, you're absolutely right there about being good with money. There are lots of different ways of being good with money. You can be good at the the money saving side. You'd be good at the investment side. And what I think is really important is you don't ignore the other one that you do see mm-hmm. as kind of a blended thing that you try and do as much as you can of both because they will really add up. The money saving stuff will give you the funds for you to put into your investments, your pension, your mortgage, whatever it might be. They give you that extra bit of cash, you know, alongside things like side hustles. But but these are things that we can all do. It's just about changing our mentality a lot of the time, changing uh, how we approach spending or just taking a bit of time to do some of these simple things, which we all know we have to do and generally sort of put them away because they're not so exciting. So, so I think that the first things to think about are, uh, is it worth it? Because you've got to balance that effort with the reward. Mm-hmm. And then to that end, I would say, if you want to just make some money, save some money quickly in 2021, focus on some of the big things which will bring about some easy savings. And this is broadly, it's looking at your bills. It's making sure you are on the best possible deal for your energy, your broadband, your mobile phone, your TV, your car insurance, your home insurance, any of these kind of things, which you generally just just pay and let it go. If you spend a little bit of time, I'm talking about a couple of hours, you might want to spread it out over different bills. And in fact, you've got to make sure you're out of contract. So Mm -hmm. you might not be able to do them all at once. But you can easily get savings. If you've not done any of this stuff before, 500 pounds, 600 pounds, 700 pounds, you can really bring that price down over the, over the course of a year, particularly if you're someone who as well, when we talk about uh, you know TV packages, if you've got everything that's all singing or dancing, mm-hmm. I mean, you are overpaying massively. So that's where I would focus your time right now and see how that goes and see how you feel about that. But you will absolutely see those just drop down at how much you pay if you just have a look, look for the best deal. And there are things obviously to do with that switching uh, can bring you lower prices. Sometimes there's new customer deals that come with that. Uh, but the other big thing, I think, particularly when we talk about the TV and the mobile phone, uh, and similarly with insurance as well, people paying for more than they need. This is mm-hmm. one of my bugbears is with mobile phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your what's your data allowance on your mobile? Right, so it's a little thing, actually. So with me, I no longer have a phone on contract. Great. I bought the phone outright. And I recently just reviewed my mobile phone contract. So I was with, I'm with three right now. I had an unlimited data pack and it was unlimited data, unlimited texts, unlimited calls, and it was 18 pounds a month. I recently just renewed it and I've gone from unlimited data down to, I think it's 18 gig because I only use about maybe six to nine gig a month. And that has reduced it down from 18 to 10 pounds a month. Yeah. Simple, isn't it? You know, you've just made a huge discount because I think a lot of people will go, well, 18 pounds for unlimited data. That's really good. Mm. And don't, don't get me wrong. That is a good price for unlimited data. But most people aren't even touching the size of four or five gig. 
mm-hmm. let alone 10, 12. So, so have a think about that stuff. Make sure you're not paying for more than you need. If you're happy to switch your providers, and most of the time you're going to get a very similar service. It's the customer service that you're changing broadly on a lot of these things. So really the big difference you're getting is how much you pay. And I, and I, I used to do this on the Channel 5 series. I would go and watch, uh, go and visit families, look at all their bills, see where I could bring them down. And the, it was called the Grand Challenge, the 1K Challenge. And every single week, I was able to find £1,000 worth of savings, primarily really? just from their bills. Sometimes if they're a little bit savvier, you're going to look at how they spend money in the supermarket. If someone's got debts, you're looking at their credit cards, moving them to you know, a, a 0% balance transfer to try and reduce how much they're spending. Obviously, there's a lot more. But fundamentally, these are really easy places to save some money. It's looking at all those bills, those regular expenses. So question for you then, because so this is something that I do, and I'm interested to hear whether what thoughts you have on this. So what I do is January, first week of the year, I sit down with everything. And one of the things that I've certainly noticed over the last two, three years of doing this is sometimes there are subscription services that are charged on your debit card and don't come out of your direct debit or standing order. Yeah. And I last year, I came across like two or three that would have cost me something in the region of 450 quid, got rid of them. Because I'm like, I'm never going to really use that. It wasn't really useful in the first place. Do you think that there's a best time in the year to go through that kind of exercise? Or would you say it's ad hoc, depending on where someone is? Well, most of the time, when you get these bills, it's when you move into a house. Mm. that's when your contract starts and and I know obviously sometimes it's an 18 month contract but on the whole if you're looking at a 12 month contract it means you're doing a lot of these things at the same date every year so I'm actually really looking forward to next month where I have been three years at my new address because it means when I apply for stuff I don't have to tick that little box Uh (laughs) yeah this is like a magical day but that basically my home insurance um my uh, energy all that kind of stuff a lot of the time it's coming into play uh, at the same time every single year i think for the it's still even if you have things which are other points of the year it's still worth spending that time and looking at the other stuff and just making a note so you know to come back to look at whatever it is your mobile phone contract six months mm-hmm. later because that's when that's due due to end that one day if you're willing to put that time in i think just put some tunes on get a drink and just sort of make that you know it is enjoyable as it can be to yeah get payments and your bills just to kind of to get it done and and you will, you've got to, I think to really get that sense of achievement, you want to sort of really get a value to it. So if you're switching, you know, don't just do it and go, okay, write that number down, how much you save by switching your energy, how mm. much it's not going to cost you over the year by taking that action. And that I think will help you kind of, you know, keep focused to do that on the other things when they come up. Yeah. I mean, I must say that I, I'm, I'm old school. I use a, a spreadsheet and I get a lot of satisfaction when I'm able to change one number down from the other and then see the big number at the bottom reduce. (laughs) I'm just like, get in. I get a lot of satisfaction from that. I mean, if you're someone who's kind of, you know, you're not as geeky as us about this kind of stuff and you don't want to have spreadsheets or reminders or even just don't want to put the time into it, there are some auto-switching services. This is, you know, primarily around energy that you can look at. Now, you're not going to get the best deal with that. You're not necessarily going to get the lowest price for your gas and your electricity but you will get a lower price than doing nothing. Mm. And it just keep doing it for you every single year. So there are sort of shortcuts, but if you're like, you know, you do actually want to sort of really understand what you're doing, which is going to help you get the best price, then it doesn't take too much time at all. 
Yeah. So are there any other tips that are at the forefront of your mind, aside, aside from just, you know, making sure that you're reviewing this kind of stuff on a regular basis that you think will be useful for people this year? Yeah, I mean, obviously right now with lockdown going on, uh, it's it restricts our ability to spend in, in lots of ways, which uh, means that the stuff that we're, we might talk about now, you might not, you know, going to put into action so much uh, for a while yet. But I don't want you to forget about them because you really, really can. Uh, make some very, very simple changes just to cut how much you spend. Like I never pay full price. It's very, very rare that I buy anything, spend any money that it's the the most I have to pay. Yeah, so, there will be some cases, but... So is that in shops or online? Everywhere. Really? I mean, everywhere. Restaurants, pubs. I mean, there's, there's, there's levels of it. As we established at the start, I'm a bit of a money geek on this and I'm always looking for the best value. Like if I, if I could, I don't do this because I'm aware it's taken it too far. But you know in pubs where they've got that, because I really hate when you go into a pub, which I haven't done for such a long time, but you don't have the prices up. It really annoys me because mm-hmm. I can't make that value judgment on what pint of expensive craft beer I'm going to have based mm-hmm. on just you know what it's costed. But if I could, I would go and have a look at that printed sign in the corner where they list yep. the price of everything. And that would help me make my decision. But that's me, right? That's taking it too far. But for most people, you can just go out wherever you are and you can reduce what you're spending and it's it's very 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 simple i mean the, the main ways to do this uh cashback sites which mm-hmm. primarily is online but cashback yep. sites cashback credit cards which is online and on the high street and price history and price comparisons which is for for anywhere really admittedly the prices you'll be seeing will be the online prices but they give you a good basis mm-hmm. how you compare them to, to what you see in the shops okay that's interesting because i don't know i I don't really spend a lot of money as it is. Um, I used to. I don't anymore. I've managed to kind of like rein myself in when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I know for a fact that sometimes you try and look for a deal and it's like, oh, you got to look for a discount code or something like that. And it's like, oh, my God. I, by that point, I've lost the will to live. And I'm just like, okay, look, I'm going to I'm gonna see <laughs> what the top 10 are. Do a quick search, see if there's a cheaper price. Do a bit of a comparison and then buy it. Are there any quick things that people can do especially if they they're online right now spending money on amazon i I mean i agree with you there that that's when we talked about time versus reward i mean i have in the past you know years ago spent you know hours researching different kettles to make sure i got the best value (laughs) i want it to work and want it to last but really the amount of time i spent comparing these different kettles i should have just bought a kettle yeah. So I don't do that as much now. And it's a similar thing with trying to find the best price. You can spend too long if we're talking about, a, I don't know, something that costs £10, £20, even £50. Mm-hmm. Different if you're buying, I don't know, a, a new TV or a new fridge or a new car. Do your research, make sure you've got the right thing, and then make sure you get the best price for it. But the smaller things, yeah, just do a quick Google, see if a code pops up, whack it in. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If you're happy to pay it, you're happy to pay it, because we're probably only talking about an odd quid here mm-hmm. or there, really. Um, but but a lot of these things are very, very quick and very simple to do. And there are plugins that you can put into like a Chrome browser. Yeah. You know, um, the cashback sites, Quidco and Top Cashback are the two main cashback sites. You can put a little plugin in that it will tell you when you go to a website, it will say this uh, website will give you 2%, 10%, £4.50, whatever the cashback rate might be. Do you want to activate the offer? Very simple. You know, it might not be the best cashback rate or the best discount, but it's something if you really want to make it simple um likewise price history you know and price comparisons 
Again, it doesn't take you very long. You can use Google, but you can just go into another website. There's one called Idealo. There's another one called Price Spy. Type the product in and it will pop up and it will give you an indication of all the prices available right now. But what I like about them is there's also the price history function. Mm-hmm. This is where you can just sort of have a look and see, right, is the price that I'm being offered right now, is that actually a good price based on how it often, the regular selling price? Because we yeah. all know when places are offering discounts that you can't always trust that. You know, the Black Friday Christmas sales, always good examples of this. You see a Dyson Hoover was £400, now £200. You think 50% off, mm-hmm. that's a bargain. I've got to get it. But what they don't show is that actually last week it was on sale for 230 quid. Yeah. <laughs> You're still saving yeah. money. You know, that's still, if you need, if you need to buy a new vacuum cleaner, that and you're willing to pay that amount of money on one, then that's a good price because you're saving money on the regular price. Yeah. If you're buying it because of the size of the discount, which obviously you shouldn't do, this price history stuff is a very quick way, very simple way for you to see actually, am I being fobbed off or alternatively seeing, should I wait? Because actually, five months out of the last six it's been cheaper yeah they're yeah. really easy things to do it doesn't take much time at all i've just written down quid quid code because i i mean i've got honey as a as a plug-in it can be a bit temperamental sometimes it will find something and it won't and sometimes you find something and it's like you go and apply it and it doesn't work at all so that's definitely one that i'm going to add on yeah it's so frustrating those things and I, that's why i don't bother with them i i tend to look for my own deals but again not only do I love it, it's my job. So yeah. you know, I don't need, you know, I, I'm not so worried about sort of taking the, the shortcuts on voucher codes, but give those a go. I, and the other thing I mentioned was, was cashback credit cards, which, which technically, okay, you're not saving money, you're making money. But if you're comfortable with managing a credit card, you know how they work, you know you can completely clear that balance every single month, then literally just do spend all your money on these uh, you know, American Express. Uh, and if you can't, if shops don't take Amex, there are a few MasterCard alternatives. You will slowly, but you know, quite gradually, you know, earn a little bit extra. And you can do 100 quid, 200 quid. Mm. Hey, it's not earth-shattering in terms of the money you might be making if you've got a lot to invest. But that's 200 quid that you might not, you wouldn't have had before. And you can you know, put that into your emergency savings pot or you know, towards your financial freedom. Yeah. And I think the important thing to note there is that you can invest and still be doing that on the side anyway to be able to streamline your finances because at the end of the day, you have to take advantage of where you can make a little bit of money and save a bit of money. That's really the bottom bottom line of doing this entire, entire exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Perfect. So guys, um, Andy, you they definitely need to go check out your blog. Um, what have you got going on the blog at the moment? Oh, so much, so much. So we've recently been looking, uh, obviously start of the year, looking at the Roundups are the best sort of savings accounts, um, and I'll be looking at the best bank accounts as well for the year because I know they're not necessarily saving money, but if you've got yourself in the right savings account, rates are poor right now, but you can still try and beat inflation at least on that easy access cash that you have accessible to you. And being with the best bank account is one of the most important things you do, but lots of people neglect this. Yes, there are switching bonuses, which are nice ways to make a little bit of extra cash, but all the other things that come with it, you know, if you're overdrawn, you want to make sure you are paying as little as possible on your overdraft. So switching back mm-hmm. can help you there. You can get cash back every month on your bills with some accounts. So that's also going to be on the uh, looking at the, the best accounts right now, the best bank accounts, whether you want to switch or just open up new accounts. Fantastic. I think what you mentioned there on the overdraft is a really, really big thing. And that might be something to get you back on to talk about because the overdraft interest rates now are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, shocking, really shocking. You 
I was celebrating the fact that the FCA actually did something about this, what, back in its last year now, maybe yeah. the year before. And then for the banks to turn around and turn, you know, make the interest rates as, as large as they are, I was couldn't believe it. But there you go. <laughs> it's yeah, too much to talk about now in the time we've got left. It's definitely one for another. I know, one yeah. for another episode. But guys, definitely go and check out um, the website. What's the website again, Andy? So be clever with your cash.com. Definitely go check it out. I will leave links to Andy's social media. They can find you on Instagram. Yep, and Twitter. We're both of them the handles at Andy Clever Cash. So definitely go check him out. And until next week, guys, remember, money is a tool. Life is for living. I will catch you next week.